Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. This is your host, Elena. So excited to have you listening in with us. We have a very exciting episode today. We have a guest, not only Justin, but we also have Philip Sessions with us on the call. We're so excited to have him join us and pour into our leadership conversation. So first of all, welcome, Philip. We're so excited you're here. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And Justin, welcome back as usual. And I know, Justin, you have another special guest you'd like to welcome. And then after that, I will introduce our question and topic for the day. Well, anyone who's ever listened to Justin the Food Entrepreneurs would know my former lovely, beautiful, amazing, and charming co-host, Deborah Micus, if they would remember. She's no longer bringing her charm to that podcast, but she's decided to make appearances merely because I've kidnapped her and stuck her in a car with me right now. And so she has no choice but to, to be the co-host. Thank and so, you for the very lovely introduction. And it's nice to be here with everyone. There you go. And Philip, thank you for joining us. Um, and just so the audience knows, I know Philip very well. Um, I, he's an extreme leader, and I love what you're doing on Instagram. Philip, I hope you share all, with all of us your Instagram account. But um, Arate, how we know each other, but I'm a big fan of Philip and what he's doing and, and the things that he's doing with his family. So I couldn't think of a better person to have on a leadership podcast um, than someone like Philip who's doing things and writing books and, and taking action. So, Philip, thanks for joining us. Well, Justin, it's an honor, and I appreciate the, the compliments there. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and introduce our topic. It's so awesome to have Deborah with us and Philip and Justin per usual. And I know it's going to be a great conversation. So our topic and question for the day is how do you lead yourself in building effective habits? So I will just throw that question out there and let whoever wants to take it away, take it away. So leading yourself in building effective habits, really that to me is the base of actually being able to be successful in life because a lot of people want to talk about how they need to be motivated, but you see the people that always look for that motivation, they never get that far in life. And so you have to put habits into place. You have to put processes into place for you to be able to get further in life in leadership. When it comes down to it, it all starts with leading yourself. And that's really where those habits come in. And so how do you bring these habits about? Well, it's from the ideas that you have about where you want to go in life. Maybe you want to get more fit. So you start building habits around fitness, eating right, going to the gym, things of that nature. But if you want to become a leader within your company that you maybe work at as a nine to five, or if you're already an entrepreneur and want to become a better leader, you have to figure out the habits that are going to help you be most effective. 
So is it having the conversations, the crucial conversations with people, or is it making sure that you're having touches with all of the people that you work with in your apartment or that are in your company? You have to figure out what those habits are. But when you establish those habits, that's what's going to help you become the leader that you're wanting to be based on what you have the idea of. So build habits around your ideas, and that's how you become a more effective leader. One of the things I, I like that you said, Philip, was um, is sort of the habits, um, and you've got to you've got to start doing it. Like, and it's and it's in the habit and in the routine that you can achieve your ideas or your dreams. Mm-hmm. And and just as humans, you know, and it's interesting. Deborah's reading a book right now uh, with Oprah Winfrey. I don't remember the name of the book. I got it for Christmas. So it talks about the human need for like the heartbeat or the rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it's the same type of thing we're talking about here. We actually need those habits to find purpose. It's not, and, it, and we need those, those dreams and we need to put those habits in those tasks or however we look at it towards those dreams to find purpose. And we can't achieve anything. And a lot of us get stuck in this sort of spiral of mediocrity or spiral of not of stuff or whatever you want to call it, where we don't seem to be moving because we can't effectively build habits and string them together from day to day to sort of build ourselves out of that situation. So, I mean, how have you done it? If there's a situation that you've been stuck in, how have you been able to use habits on a smaller scale from day to day to build into a bigger habit that's a larger change? Mm, that's a that's a good question. So a lot of people think about habits and they think about good or bad habits. And and we've actually been touching on the effective habit part. And so I'll break that down a little bit. So what's the difference between a good and an effective habit? Well, a good habit is, and again, I'll use the, the example of going to the gym. A good habit is going to the gym. And for me personally, when I first started in entrepreneurship, I was going to the gym a ton, but I wanted to start a business. And while I had this good habit of going to the gym, keeping my body in shape, being healthy, I got frustrated because my business wasn't taking off like I wanted it to. And there's several reasons behind that. But one of the biggest reasons was I kept talking about wanting to build this business, but I would never do any habits that helped me get towards building that business because I stuck with the good habits of going to the gym. So I finally had to change the things I was doing, going to the gym, spending two or three hours a day at the gym and cutting that back some while still doing that good habit. But then I had to go create effective habits around building that business. So I had to put myself out there on social media, building my brand, actually talking to people about your business. Believe it or not, when you're starting out in business, People don't know that you actually have a business. So you actually have to talk to people about that. So having those effective habits of talking with people by doing social media, that is where you're really going to start changing your life is actually having those effective habits rather than just good habits. So when you're trying to build habits, of course, start with something, but you need to go back and do an after action review on that. So you need to review those habits that you're doing and building and seeing how those are helping you get towards your goal. Again, I was doing the good habit of going to the gym, but when I finally sat back and looked 
that I was not getting any further towards building a business for myself, I realized that that good habit was really getting in the way and I had to go create effective habits for myself. So I had to change the habits I was doing. And so you need to just take a review and look at what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not saying do it for two days and say, oh, this isn't working. You need to do it for, it could be a couple of weeks, a couple of months, just depending on what those habits are and see how they're actually helping you on the trajectory towards your goals. And these habits can change throughout time too. Obviously you don't want them to completely change, but you can, you can fiddle with them a little bit and mold them into what they really need to be. But just keep having that review with yourself and making sure that you're going in that right path with those habits. And that's what I've done to help lead my life is by going and molding and just tweaking the habits I have just a little bit to help me be a little bit more effective and more structured to lead my life in the direction that I want it to go. One of the things I think, Philip, that I like that you talked about is that you is to, you have to be able to change your habit. And you touched mm-hmm. upon being an entrepreneur. And what I found about being an entrepreneur, and as I've grown a business, or in this case, in the COVID case, dealt with life throwing something at me that I didn't see coming that has to effectively lead our business, is that your habit, you have to be good at building effective habits. And then you have to be good at willing to tweak those habits or change some of your habits based on your own growth. The habits that got me to where I am aren't necessarily the habits that get me where I'm going. And I think it's true in a lot of cases. That doesn't mean I don't work out every day. I don't drink water and I don't have those eat healthy, those basic foundation habits. But there's those, like, definitely those entrepreneur habits that as my business has grown or gone through hardship that I've had to consciously change because the the habit that necessarily got me there can be detrimental in the moment. And a lot of leaders, and whether or not you're an entrepreneur, just in business or in in whatever, we fail to see, especially now, that as the situation has changed or as the environment has changed, that we need to tweak our habits. That what worked before, the habits we had before in our businesses and in our entrepreneurial life aren't necessarily the habits that are going to get us through now. And so, I mean, that's one of the particular things I think if they're going to be effective, they want to get you to where you're going um, and you need long-term ones, but you also need to be willing to find and tweak or discover new ones that are good um, in a way. And I too relate to the, the social media thing and building the, the podcast or that you sat down and wrote a book. It's like just taking the effort of building an effective habit that moves you forward. And I think we look at good habits, but they don't necessarily move us forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're exactly right. And another saying that a lot of people say around what you were just telling us there is that if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's what we think of a lot of times is, you know, or if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's not the case for you. Like you said, for you to grow, you're going to have to change what you're doing. Maybe it's as simple as adding some extra time to what you're already doing, or maybe it is where you actually have to change that habit up completely. And, you know, life changes. And we know with COVID that a lot of things change. I mean, we weren't going in person for a long time. So there was a lot of things we had to all of a sudden do online and 
that is completely different than in person, especially when it comes to talking. And, you know, we've all been on Zoom calls before and two or three people try and talk at once and you hear nobody. So you have to learn that one person goes at a time versus when you're in person, you can kind of hear a couple people talking at the same time. So there's all things that you have to change and you have to adapt to. And it's really about adapting and overcoming at the end of the day. Awesome. I really like how, you know, as I'm listening to you guys talk here about putting priority too, right? Like all of a sudden you're realizing your business is really something you're wanting to focus on and you're looking at your time allocation in a day being like, wow, if I want that to grow, I really need to put more into that and kind of taking a little bit of an analytical view at it of saying, hey, how can I structure things a little bit differently to meet the goals I'm trying to achieve? And um, sometimes, you know, I feel like I'll speak firsthand. I know my day can just get totally taken over, right? Your phone calls and bombarded by emails. And if you aren't, you know, a really good steward of your own time, it's very easy to have it taken away from you. You know, it, it takes a real discipline to make those effective habits where you set aside that time to be putting your goals in a priority and making sure you're kind of chipping away at them. So I was really appreciative of kind of hearing you say that that way. Um, it really resonated with me. Mm, yeah, and that, that's a good point. And, and you're right. You have to look at your time and, and manage that properly. And I think another thing people think about when it comes to habits, and uh, I know a lot of us know Andy Frazella, who is one of the founders of Arte, and he talks about having your power list, your five daily tasks that you do every day. And those are the five things that are going to move you towards your goals or help you get further in your business, whatever those five power tasks are for you. And so you have to you have to make those and continue to do those. And that's really a great habit that has helped me get where I'm at today because writing those things down helps out so much versus just saying them in my head or thinking, Oh, I'll, okay, I'll do these five things today. But actually writing them down has made it much more effective for me to be able to get further in life and hit more of my goals. But not only that, a lot of people think with habits that you have to make some grandiose gesture you have to take this extreme amount of action but the thing is you can take small steps and those small steps over time compound and make such a large difference and i love the book by darren hardy called the compound effect and he talks about that in there if you do one little thing bad so if you're just you know eating a bag of chips every day day one through day 30, maybe you don't see a lot of weight gain, but you stretch that out over three or four years and you're going to see a huge weight gain for yourself versus if you decide to go the other way and maybe you only cut like 50, 100 calories out of your diet. So trying to clean your diet up a little bit over the first 30 days, you might not see a big difference, but in three years from now, by doing that same thing over and over, you're going to see a huge difference. So just keep that in mind as you're building the habits. Don't think that you need to change things drastically and do these big things every single day. It can be small, actionable steps, just small steps that will actually 
change the trajectory of your life. And I think that's something that people don't think about a lot, especially when they're first starting out. They feel like they need to take some kind of massive action, but really it's about consistency more than the massive action that you take in one foul swoop. I think that that's really interesting. And I love the book that you talked about. And another book that I read way back in the day, years ago was The Slight Edge. And that became one of my favorite mm. books. And I really applied that principle to everything because it was so simple and so straightforward. And I loved it. I started giving the book out to people in my life. I just thought it was so simple because it is true. Day by day, you may not see the results of the little actions you're taking, but whether it's an inch or a mile, forward is forward. And the direction you're going in, you know, does compound over time. Even whether it's working out or in building a business, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, like you said, this huge step every single day. Even if it's something small that's in the right direction, it's moving you closer to that goal. So I just really liked how you brought that up because I think that is a huge thing that people get stuck on is, oh, I can't move forward on this goal or I'm never going to accomplish this because I'm not going to take this huge step. But really, if people could break it down over time, I think we talked about this on our last episode too, is breaking down the bigger goals into small benchmarks that you can meet along the way to show yourself that, you know, I am making progress. I am moving towards, you know, where I want to end up, I think is really important. Mm, yeah. And that's a great point too, you know, really having those benchmarks throughout. Obviously we want to have this big goal of making a million dollars or whatever that big goal may be, but we do need to break that down because especially if you're just getting started with the business, making a million dollars can be very challenging You know, making a hundred thousand in one year could be very challenging, especially in that first year of business. It's not impossible but that may be challenging, especially if you haven't done it before. So really breaking down to hit those benchmarks, like you said, to really keep you, and I hate to use the word motivated, but to really keep you motivated throughout it to help you keep staying on those habits is crucial as well. I, the thing that is the perfect word is it's the consistency of doing it every day. Mm -hmm. It may be, and I find this, and it took me a long time to learn this because I used to go when I was an early entrepreneur in my 20s, every day, everything I did, I went hard as could be 100%. By the time I started reaching my late 20s, I was burning out pretty bad, stressfully. And the thing, but I, and I wasn't moving things forward yet. I was burning, 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 yet it felt like I was never moving anything forward at the time. And I'd been, you know, in business for a decade and I was like, what the heck is going on here? Why can't I grow? What is what is holding me back? And it was it was that I was giving a hundred percent to everything, but there was nothing that was consistent in my day. And that consistency last that I could give eighty percent to everything and still leave twenty percent for anything extra or an emergency that came up. So I wouldn't burn out, but I can give eighty percent and I break it out in those habits that we're talking about or in the power list. And for me, I know that Andy and his doesn't break it out by his family or his job, whatever. I happen to do that. That's um, years before where I just have my family effective mm -hmm. habits. I have my work effective habits and I'm my personal effective habits or what I call tasks. But that's just, just for me. But the one thing that I love about when you tie it all together is that, and Andy talks about, but if you can build effective habits for yourself and you can do it over those three years, the change in you is huge, but then what you learn and your ability to lead 
and inspire and create effective change and habits in other people, which become the processes of your business, is so important because we think so much that the computer system, that the things in our business are the processes that make it run, but it's actually the habits that we inspire and we create in people that in, it's in those processes that are the, the habits and that communication that make our businesses run with or without technology. I'm pretty sure if we want, we brought up Andy, since everyone probably knows who listens to the podcast, I mean, First Form is probably a very well-run business. We all know it is, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I lost my point. Um, but what I'm saying is that he's been able to probably do it by effectively getting everyone to form habits and then put processes behind those habits that support it. I mean, that would be my guess, but and that's the way I see it done. But if you can build effective habits for three years and you can master them yourself, the benefit is well beyond what it does for you. It, it's really your ability to go out and get other people to then to lead by task lists and effectiveness. Because now you've got the street credit and the knowledge to go say, hey, you can do this. Look, I did it three years, my, the proof is in the pudding, and I'm going to continue to do it. I'm not just saying it, do it like me. And I think that that's the biggest thing about effective habits is they're contagious without you ever having to say anything. It's the whole rule where I'm selling you something without ever mentioning it. It's the power of attraction versus, you know, the power of influence or the power of manipulation. It's, really the power of attraction um you know so i got all over the board there because i was trying to get a lot of points but my main one being is that effective habits aren't only good for you that they can become something you can turn around and and lead to other people and i think that that's what they're doing uh philip also by the things that you do with writing a book um and and the things you do on instagram and your other social media stuff podcasts, so on and so forth, is that you're trying to get people to now learn from the same effective habit building skills that you have. Yeah, exactly. And, and just like processes, you know, that habit is kind of a process. And when you start doing that, you can pass along that information. You can hand down or delegate that information to somebody as you start leading people and say, hey, this is the way that I did it. Now, of course, the way I do it isn't the way that Elena, Deborah, or Justin are going to be able to do it because they have to do it their way, but they can take the habits that I've done and the process that I did to get where I'm at, such as writing the book, for instance, and they could take those same things and apply it for them and put their little spin on it and create their habits out of that. So you're totally right. Like you can, once you get those habits in place and you've done them for long enough and see that it can produce that result, you can start really experimenting with other people and say, Hey, let's try this out and maybe kind of coach them through that and see if that works. And I mean, you can really even build a business out of that. We see people that have businesses where they solely help people write a book and help them become number one bestseller on Amazon all the time. And it's because they know the process and they, you know, they had that habit of doing it themselves. They figured it out, put the process together and they were able to, give that to somebody else and help them walk through that and do that same exact thing. 
I have an interesting question for you, Philip. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> as, as a new father, I mean, how, how then, because I think it's so important in, in the generations that are coming up that we're not building effective habits in the generations or, or how are you, I mean, theoretically, obviously, it's just a conversation, but how do you instill these same habits in, in your kid as they grow up with the knowledge that you have? I mean, I know it's an experiment and we're talking theoretical, obviously, because it never works out. We all know. But it's, I mean, how do you then set up a foundation and, and boundaries in a structure that you're, you're at least giving them 60% of the stuff that sticks to build effective habits? You know, where versus just mm-hmm. building none, you know, because we all know it's progress over perfection. So, yeah. Um, so, so I know this is very theoretical, but my thought is just being that example, showing that, hey, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to eat healthy, or, you know, for the most part, eat healthy. You know, there's obviously birthday parties that are going to come up and stuff where I want to celebrate with my daughter and, and eat the cake and everything. But, just having that example for her in the habits that I have and show her that sometimes I don't necessarily want to do it, but I know that I need to do this. And because I've had this habit and the structure in place to kind of give me the cue to do whatever that habit may be to take that action that she'll start seeing that in model after me. And of course, teaching her the things that I wasn't taught. And I think that's a big thing. A lot of people, don't don't think about actually teaching their kids what they didn't learn they just want to do everything for them and so that's gonna be the biggest thing for me is actually teaching her and explaining to her why behind the habit and not just do the this is how you do it besides being that example so for me it's really going to be be the example and explain the why and the how behind the habit and not just do everything for her because that's to me the detriment of a lot of the younger generation right now is that the parents just do everything for the kids. And so the kids never learn for themselves. Um, Philip, so I'm a little further down the road with kids who are in their twenties and I think you nailed it on the head. And the best thing you can do for your kids is model. You know, they always say, say monkey see monkey do, right? Like mm-hmm. you can tell them anything you want, but if you don't model it, they're going to do what they see. And that's just, that's, that's human nature. That's children are born and they, they copy everything. That's how they learn. And so everything we do as parents is just vital because they're watching everything and they're picking up on it. So I think you are set up to succeed because you really understand what, what your little one's going to need. And Elena as a mother to be, you know, I think you both have great, strategies already in place and you live them on a daily basis so i think you guys are miles ahead so that's that's awesome well i appreciate the feedback and yeah my my wisdom of having an almost three month old is really showing up i guess (laughs) i appreciate it here's here's where the parenting wisdom is, is a thing and we don't see it and it's funny this same concept is true for business and management and leadership as well Mm-hmm. It, it's the same concept. It, it's we do it in business too, and we do it when we manage, and we want to do things for people. And and when they're not doing it, we want to just force it the way we think it should be done down their throat. And it, for lack of a better term, to be not to be 
type of behavior that we're not taking the same theory. If we're trying to teach someone and we're trying to get them to grow, it's no different than the patience and tolerance and modeling we need to do with the child. And it, it, it is. And because we look human and we look in an adult body, doesn't mean that when we're learning, it doesn't, it isn't childlike. And it's the same thing we need, the same tolerance and same, same coaching and same modeling as adults in our leaders and in our managers as we do when we're, we're doing for our children. And it's always interesting to me that we don't attach the two together, that, that what we model in society is contagious by other people. And what we model in our businesses is more just than we're just, than it's more than just the thing we're selling. You know, we're selling a lot more and have the ability to make a lot larger impact. And I know I'm off the topic of habits on this. But what I'm saying is that these habits, this modeling of habits, create such a bigger picture um, and can have such a bigger impact. But you have no credibility as a human, to Deborah's point, or as a parent, if you're not actually, if there's no action. And that goes back to what we were talking about, the power of attraction. People, you want, you want to do something that's good and people be attracted to the results of it. If you're forcing someone to do it or you're telling someone to do it or you should do this, the likelihood that someone's going to do it is really slim to none. There's few of us that'll respond to that, that I can, someone can come down to me. I'm like, oh shit, maybe I better freaking snap out of it. But most people... It, it just they want to be inspired and they want to be motivated and they don't know how to do it and they don't know how to get out of their own way especially in their job and they want to be successful in their job it's just helping them instill habits and that's what like this with philip and what he's talking about it's such a big deal like we're built on the rhythm we're built on the habits and that gives us stability as humans and in that stability and not worrying about stress or fight or flight we can accomplish things, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not full of anxiety or stress or whatever, but what I am saying is that if we use habits effectively, we're moving forward, the stress and the anxiety is less because I've built the habits to conquer it moving forward, and they're my tools and my basics when I use them to help get through some of the harder times. It doesn't always work. You can ask Deborah, but... I did most of the time it, it gets better. So, but, um, so Philip, I mean, what, I mean, where do you see this taking it? What is the business, as you said, you were at the gym all the time. What is the business that you do that, that you formed a habit to create also? I think, um, we, we talked about that as well as an entrepreneur. I think it's just so important for someone to see the journey as well. There's a lot of people out there probably two to three years in that are very frustrated that are like, why is it not going anywhere? And why is it not growing faster? Mm. So whenever I, I wrote the book, um, or when I was really in that habit of going to the gym and spending too much time there, I was trying to start a fitness coaching program and start start that as my business. Now I've actually shifted a little bit from that. I learned that while I enjoyed fitness and I've wanted to help people, I want to help people in a different way. 
And it really goes back to the book, me getting that book out, leaving that legacy for, at the time, my future children, when I was writing it, and now for my children, is really helping people get their message out. So I think everybody has a unique perspective on life, and they can help somebody out. Because I can tell the same message, but the way I say it is going to be different than anybody else on this podcast saying it. And it's going to affect people in a different way because of our backgrounds, because of how we relate to somebody differently than another person. And so I think it's important that everybody get their message out. And so that's what I help with now is help people get more comfortable and more confident with speaking on stage, with getting their message out on videos for social media to be able to get that book out or start that podcast. So any way to be able to get your message out is what I do and help people build confidence in becoming that person that, that wants to do that. And I, and I kind of forgot your question kind of going through that. So if you could repeat the question. No, no, that you're right on topic. Um, the question was about how habits built in your entrepreneurial journey, but I think you're answering the question better than the question asked. I, and that, so, I mean, let's just give an example that you don't need to go into crazy detail. I don't want to give away the farm, but if, <laughs> if, if I wanted to start something, I mean, I don't know what it is, a book, or we can even talk about a podcast because it's a podcast and I love competition. So I think if you have a message and you have a different cookie, you should do a podcast if that's your, your thing, just be unique. But that's my personal thing. But that, that that's just me being an entrepreneur and saying, jump off the cliff and figure it out. Or you're saying, hey, I can help guide you down and maybe even provide you with a parachute. So what does that look like? So what that looks like is, and I'm working on building out the video training behind this because I found that people are needing more structure myself and think other entrepreneurs, like you just said, they can jump off the cliff and figure it out on the way down. And I'm realizing that people really need a little bit more guidance. So what I am finishing building out right now, and I should have this done by the end of the first quarter here is having a structure to help you go through and really have a system in place that, hey, if you do these things every single day, that you'll be able to get that confidence that you need to be able to speak on video, to be able to get your message out. And here's what it looks like to actually build out that podcast for yourself to get it started. And here's what you need to do in order to write your book and just go through that. And as well as getting on stage and show you that process through this video training, as well as just giving you some tips to be able to help you get better at speaking. Because when you first start speaking, it is scary. And so I want to be able to teach all that and have that system in place. So currently working on getting more structure behind it, but I do take one-on-one -on -one clients right now that are willing to quote unquote, take the leap. Uh, but that has been something that a lot of people uh, to be honest, really haven't wanted to because they've wanted more of that structure. And that's, that's what I'm finding out with this. So if you want to do that, we get together twice a month to talk about the videos that you've posted so that we can talk through that and I can give you critiques and let you know exactly what is going on, what you can do to be a little bit better as well as giving you tips and tricks on where's the best place to post at, how to post more effectively and really target your actual audience instead of speaking gener generically. It's just like you said, we might have a podcast and an idea in while we are kind of competing, if you will, if we're both say talking about leadership, we're not at the same time because we're going to talk about different 
avenues of leadership and based on the target audience that you're speaking to, you're going to actually be able to reach them. And so depending on what you're, where you're trying to go, I can help you with that and help you create that client avatar as well. And so that's what I do for a lot of my one-on-one clients right now, but I want to be able to help more people than just one-on-one because it's, it's only me right now. And so I want to do the group coaching to really help be able to impact more people. And so working on that group coaching right now, but if you want to do one-on-one, that's, that's what it looks like roughly. And so, so where can they find you where, on Instagram and, and where can they find the website if they wanted to reach out to you to do the coaching? Um, where could they find you? Um, where can the audience find you? Yeah, so my Instagram is at Philip Sessions. So that's my name, Philip with one L. And then you can find my website at entrepreneurs.net. So that's E-N-T-R-E-N-E-E-R-S.net. So it's a little play on entrepreneurship and engineering. So helping you engineer your way to entrepreneurship. Awesome. I one of the things I think is great, Philip, is that at when we're entrepreneurs and we're trying to vet ideas or we're trying to do videos and things like that, we're often having to go to people in our circles that or our friends or our family that most of the time don't have the same entrepreneurial spirit we do. It's just a fact of life. It just happens. It doesn't run all the way through a family most of the time or friends or whatever friends group unless you start aligning yourself that way. But um, what it is, is it gives you an opportunity to come up with ideas as an entrepreneur in a space and to go somewhere and get feedback in a safe environment that's not so emotional. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the thing. And, and any entrepreneur has probably heard this a thousand times. Why do you take it so personal? It's just business. Well, to any entrepreneur, it is personal. That's the reason we do it. You know, if it's not and it's not emotion based, I don't know how you're going to succeed as an entrepreneur because you're not going to have the gas to go through the hard times. Just saying, you know, Deborah says it all the time. If I knew what I had to go through to get here, I probably wouldn't do it. Right. But in the middle of it, you're hitting the freaking gas. So Mm. this thing allows you to get feedback in a very safe environment and allows you to get an outside perspective from someone that has a very level mindset of, of ways to look at it. And here's the reality and, and what I like about what you're doing and what I'm what I like for other entrepreneurs or anyone in the audience. It's that there is not just a critique. There's an effective way based on your knowledge that you can help people come up with effective habits to solve problems that are in the way of getting them to their goals. Whatever it is, whether it's the videos, whether it whether it's a small tweak here, but it's the details, the small things, and the understanding that the big problems are usually small habit tweaks that are just us being human, you know, and us getting in our own way. And and it's really great what you're doing. So that's the first part. I just want to say that providing a solution like this, I think it's absolutely necessary. And I think there's not enough entrepreneurs out there that value a resource like this yet, but will because how else can you get it? It's great to get feedback from everywhere else, but to get something from someone else who's been in the journey, who understands the habit and can provide you with the solution, that's real, a, a real benefit that we don't get anywhere as entrepreneurs. Yeah, 
to be honest. Um, yeah, well, well, I appreciate that. And, and honestly, as a a third party perspective, that's a huge thing. And I know you believe in coaching and masterminds, and that's the thing. It's with these masterminds and the coaches that we get. It's not like they know anything crazy that we don't already know but they have that outside perspective to be able to take a look at what we're working on and be able to give us that advice that we probably knew we deep down we needed to do but without having that outside perspective it was hard for us to really see it ourselves because we're just so in the trenches it's you know or in the woods it's hard to see or in the trees it's hard to see the woods you know when you're in the trees or I totally butcher that saying but I think you know what I mean. We're so ingrained in what we're doing, it's hard for us to take that high-level view and see exactly where we're going. So that's where not only my coaching, but any coaching or any mastermind will help you with that, help you give that outside perspective to do that. And that's why you and I and many others go into coaching and, and masterminds or get coaches and get into masterminds to be around people that can give us that outside perspective as well as be more level-headed and really understand that we're not alone. It's not just us. And entrepreneurship is a very lonely road. And you know, Deborah was saying that she if she would have known how difficult it would be to go down this path of entrepreneurship, she wouldn't have started. But the reason why she started was because she had a bigger why, which goes back to our habits or really even just leading too. If you don't have a big enough why, no habit is going to be strong enough to help you get through those hard times. And just with leading as well, if you don't have a big enough why for your team that you're leading, the people that you're leading, there and their why and the why overall does not encompass everything that is them as well. Those goals aren't big enough. They're not going to be able to follow you. So you have to make sure that your habits and the way that you lead the why behind all that is so big that it trumps any hardship that can come. And I think that's a huge difference in um, in success of business. You know, I mean, obviously, there's other factors that play in, but I think that, you know, they always say, you don't fail until you stop getting back up, right? Like, the failure is when you stop trying. But if you keep taking swings at it to get it done, ultimately, you're going to get there, right? Like, if you're just that determined, stubborn, whatever word you want to use, you'll get there, right? So, um, I agree with you 100% about your why has to be big enough. Because this is a driving force. When things get tough, you got to go back to that. And when you still look at it and it still, you know, gets you going and brings you back to why you started in the first place, you know, that's, that's everything right there is the why. I 100% agree. And we talk about it in the heretic syndicate all the time, which is paint the dreams that evangelical height. you got to make the why so big everyone else's dreams fit into it. So... And earlier, really shared that he, he likes to write down his his goals and what he's going to do along the way. And I think even writing down your why and your reason, I know a lot of people do vision boards and things like that, but having a, you know, a visual, even if it's just writing down your why and your planner on your piece of paper where you can see it every day or on your mirror, on a sticky note, you see people do all different kinds of things. But I think having that constant 
constantly there to remind you, you know, the real reason that you're, you're doing all of these things in your life is really important. Yes, very true. And that, that really goes back to the habits and making sure that they're lined up. You have to, like you said, write that why down, have that goal of where you're trying to go and make sure that those habits and those actions, the tasks that you're doing every day, that they line up in some way, shape or form. Now, Justin, you mentioned about, you know, 80% of you, you, what you do should be taking you to where you need to go and kind of leaving that 20% for anything that comes up. And I think that's a pretty good rule of thumb because things do come up in life. And it, if you keep failing every day because you don't get all your tasks done because you had to be 100% on point, that can be detrimental to you moving forward. And now I don't say, I'm not saying that to say, hey, plan to make sure that you have some wiggle room just in case things happen. But I do like your, your rule of thumb that you had there to give you, I guess, a little bit of leeway, if you will, in your day to be able to take care of those things, but still be able to get the things that you need it done as well. Uh, I think it comes to taking care of yourself and your emotional capacity. Um, it's not always, but I, I've just learned over the years that if I'm burned out at 100% and I have a sudden work emergency at 9 o'clock, uh, the way that I'm able to handle it is not beneficial to anyone or to the company. You know, I may be able to get us across the finish line and I may be able to get it done, but my mood and my manner in which I do it is not as good as it should be. And that's where it is. I'm not leading effectively when I'm burning myself out. I, I'm smarter than that. And um, the other thing um, that I think is important is that we do as humans is that if we accomplish our task list or we do whatever, we're trying to stuff. And I, I have 20% left in my day. We're trying to stuff whatever we can in that 20% and try to add more tasks and more stress. Like once we complete it, we win. Like that's one of the things about the power list or about building effective habits that I like is once I've accomplished the habit, I don't need to add more burden on myself to feel bad about myself about more I didn't accomplish. Because I accomplished my task doesn't mean I should add more that I might not accomplish to feel bad. I felt good about myself. And habits are that building of character and comfort and confidence in oneself. And so if you don't do it, um, and you don't do it. I mean, the opposite happens. The less you build habits, the less confidence you become. The less comfortable you become, the more irritable you become. I don't know why, but it's the rhythm of a human. We have the ability within each one of us to build it, but we also have the ability in each one of us not to overhabit ourselves into burning out. So it's a balance. And the people that honestly, I think that do the best at it, figure out how to get the most accomplished with those tasks? How do you accomplish the most with that one task across your purpose? You know, if I'm in Justin Bizarro and I'm in business and I'm in food, you know, what am I trying to do? Well, the podcast, I'm trying to recruit people to be employed. I'm trying to spread the message of food service partners. I'm trying to get people to be better leaders. And I'm trying to get the generation afterward to be better. And I'm trying to encourage more voices to be heard, not just mine in leadership, so we can spread a message of hopefully more people hearing it. So there's lots more, but those were just five. But I'm trying to do all those things with one. So when I thought about where my time was spent and what tasks I needed to accomplish a bigger goal, I got to a podcast. I got to two of them. 
it accomplished a more rounded goal for me for one task to move businesses forward and move me forward and move my family forward. Like Philip said, I'm leaving something behind for my children and grandchildren, hopefully, so on and so forth. So that effectiveness and in the process, hopefully, making the people better, the planet better, you know, maybe saving some food here and there and, and making sure we survive as humans, all of it. Like that. That is a giant task, but I'm able to do it through one task a day and not have to do 20 different tasks to accomplish it. And so when we're talking about effectiveness, to me, that's what it means. I could have 20 different habits to accomplish what I'm trying to do, or I could just have one. And I think that's important as well. I could run, leap, exercise, whatever, or I could just do CrossFit as an example. And I'm, that's a bad example but I'm trying to use the metaphor to show you that I can become a well-rounded athlete without having to spend four hours on all the different movements. I can do it through 45 minutes of one movement that's crossing all of them together. It's the same idea. Um, so I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. This is supposed to be Philip's podcast, but you've really got me inspired in that fact. And I, this went way better than I could expect because it hits home what we're talking about right now this month in January, which is breaking down mediocrity and going the extra mile. And I don't know how you, you do it without creating habits effectively. Oh, and I totally agree there. Uh, another book that, that I really love is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And it goes in and talks about a few different ways on how to actually form habits. And one that I really liked, and it, it's one that I do often now, and Zig Ziglar, I believe, is the one that coined the automobile university but every time i get in the car i turn on a podcast rather than listening to the radio so i can actually feed my brain or maybe it's an an audio book instead so i'm feeding my brain during that quote unquote dead time when i would be driving in who knows what i would be doing or thinking about or if i'm listening to the radio I'm probably getting bad things <laughs> into my head. So I'd rather fill my head with good things. And sometimes or usually in the afternoons when I'm coming home from work, I'll actually call somebody. And so that's something I try and do when I, I utilize the time in the car rather than wasting it, I actually use it to go reach out to somebody I haven't talked to in a while or listen to a book so I can learn more on the go but I use that trigger of getting in the car and going to or from work or to or from the gym or whatever I'm, whenever I'm getting in the car, essentially, that's my cue to start that habit. So maybe that's what you do. And I know a lot of people that want to get into running, what they do sometimes is they put the shoes right next to their bed. So they literally have no choice but to put on their running shoes as soon as they get out of bed. And that's their mental cue to say, Hey, I got up, I'm going running today. And so just finding ways to trigger you to start a habit are a great way to do that. And it could be just anything, but that's one of the things that I like that Atomic Habits talks about. And they talk about several other ways of building those habits. And so if you haven't read that book yet, it's a great book and I would recommend checking that one out as well. Yeah, and there's another book too that has the same kind of idea. It's High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. We talked about him on a mm -hmm. couple of other podcasts and it's the same kind of idea of, and he does one also that I started to use in my own life. Um, it was more 
applicable when it was pre-COVID and you weren't working from home, but it, it talked about when you come in the door after a work day or after something stressful and you're walking in to see your family or your significant other, whoever it may be, it's when he goes through the threshold of a door, he uses that to stop, kind of mo- see his mood, kind of monitor his body language and kind of reset before he walks into a room and he does that, you know, in meetings at his office and all these different things. So he's not carrying, you know, emotions into into new interactions. And I just love that. And it reminded me when you just shared that, because you can use different things throughout your day, whether it's getting in the car, you know, answering your phone, your phone ringing, walking through a door, whatever it might be to kind of use that as a trigger to start, you know, another habit. Totally agreed. And that's one I actually haven't done. Uh, That's something that I actually have been working on a lot, especially coming home from work. Sometimes I'll be stressed out and I try to make sure that I stop being stressed out or I do. It's something I'm still working on as far as building that habit of, of really, okay, let's, let's get out of work mode, thinking about work. And I'm here with the family now and start focusing on the family. Or if one of the calls that I'm on goes over, I'll usually stay in the car and finish it up because I know in the past, I've been scrambling around the house and I'm still talking on the phone to my buddy or whoever it is that I may be talking to. And there has oftentimes come frustrations from my wife because here I am home and she's ready to spend time with me. And yet here I am on the phone, totally not paying her attention. I haven't even said, or I may have said like, hello, real quick, giving her a little peck on, uh, on the cheek or something, but I really haven't given her that attention that she totally deserves. So using that door as that that almost barrier and reset i think it's a great thing and that that's something that i actually started working on myself <laughs> so we're we're all need to continue to work on habits that are going to help us build up ourselves in in any way it doesn't have to be about making money or business it can be about the family as well to hear you kind of relate it back to personal life too, right? Because really, I think, you know, hearing Justin talk and burnout and all the things we talked about, so much of it is balance, you know, where he was mentioning the book that I was reading. um, And it's talking about regulation. That was the rhythm that it's referring to. It starts when you're in utero and you're a little itty-bitty thing. um, And you hear your heartbeat, the heartbeat of your mother. And that's a rhythm that is soothing to all humans. And so anything we can do to kind of create an environment that gives us the rhythm and whether it's through habits um, or literally, I mean, you can see a lot of times people who are mothers, um, whether they have a child in their arms or not, a stressful situation will happen and you'll notice they'll sway back and forth as though they were holding a child. It's just an innate thing we do. And um, so I think a lot of what we're talking about in creating these habits in this environment, it's cool to bring it back to not just work, but also family, because that balance that um, really sets us up to thrive and succeed and um, live in a regulated way so that we can be effective in all of these areas. Because really, you know, you could have all the success in the world, but if you were just totally lonely and sad, that wouldn't be a wouldn't be a great success story, right? It's trying to find the balance because having it, having people to share it with is also important. People who also feel your same passion, you know, it's really trying to bring balance to all of that um, and surrounding yourself with 
like that you brought that also back to the family and um, whether it's your shoes by the bed or you as when you walk through the door and the door is the trigger, kind of having those identifiable things that kind of cue you in like, hey, this is the habit I'm trying to create. Um, that visual, um, for me, I'm a very visual person. So hearing you say that and, and associating it with visual um, is a cool idea. I never really thought about putting a prompt in there that would make me think about it that way. I've always kind of thought of lists. And so, um, you know, to me, that seems like a really cool idea. I don't know why it's never crossed my mind, but I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that that you like that. And we try to talk about this often on the podcast is anything in leadership or in your professional life. Usually you can always relate that back to your personal life, to your family, uh, to your relationship, to your friendships. It just depends what season you're in, but pretty much anything, you know, that you try to do and implement in the business world is really important just as it is professionally as it is personally. So we try to remind everyone of that. Um, and like you said, it is about balance. And if you have all the success in the world, but you don't have the relationships or the people to share that with, where's the fun in it, right? What's the point of it? So I think that that's, I like that you said that a lot. Yeah, typically that's, <laughs> that's the why for everybody. So, or at least in my opinion, or the people I want to be around, uh, the family life really should matter. So, I mean, but again, it depends on who you are, whether that, that is or not. And that's, that's for you to decide. Well, and one of the things I think in the consistency and the habit that we, we do as humans unintentionally is we don't carry the same habits from home into work. And we all, we kind of do different things that we would at work than we would at home. And we don't, it's very hard to form habits. We don't keep the consistency and the way we handle things and the way we talk and the way we do things both in our home and in our business. I find it, I, and I, I find a lot of people try, you know, they're this person at work and they're this person at home and this is the way it is. And it's a really interesting scenario, the mask that we put on for lack of a better term around it. And instead of just forming a habit of just being consistent all the way through and instead of juggling all of that and all that stress, just being you all the way through and forming the same habits you want at home and letting those habits at home come into your business. And by human nature, we're social beings. Like we want to be a family unit. We want to be in social areas. So the better we are at our family and the habits in our family, the better we're going to be at our work. And, and we need to carry those things through. And we talked about it all the way back before, and I know we're back to the family thing, and I tie it together, but it's because it just seems so right in front of our face, the nurturing in nature that we, we need to raise our children. I'm not saying everyone does this, sorry, but the, the way we need to raise our children is the same way we need to raise humans always. Like, just because we grow humans 20 years doesn't mean we shouldn't be growing humans for the additional possible 80 or whatever number of years that we're going to live. And so that means that we also have to model growing and habits that, that do grow, that help us grow. And that carries in our home and in our business. And I think that's a really interesting thing. If we form habits, like I said, that are consistent all the way through both our home and our businesses and who we are on social media and who we are as a person, like, 
your message gets that much louder because it's that much truer to you and it's that more much more authentic when it comes out of your mouth. But you can't get there without practice and without the habits. And you wouldn't go play a professional football game without having years of practice. You know, so it's the same idea. You shouldn't go be a professional or, or be an entrepreneur without some practice or practicing always during. Like a professional athlete never stops practicing. We would expect them to. If we're paying them money and they're being a professional, so they should be practicing. It's the same thing in business. We should always be practicing in our home, in our businesses, to always be better for game time. And I don't know what game time is, but we should always be practicing. And game time usually comes during the stressful, bad times, unfortunately. So... Um, or a huge opportunity. I've had more bad times than I've had the huge opportunities, but either one, they're both useful to have habits to stand on so you can accomplish a large goal when it does present itself, or you can deal with something traumatic or trauma or whatever is going on, especially with what we're doing in COVID. So it's all forming habits. How do I handle things? How, do, how stoic am I? How do I handle things like that? It's something that I work on. You can tell Phillip's way more probably better spoken than I am in calmer. He gives that. Me, I'm emotional. I talk quickly sometimes. I often don't pause. I try to. But I'm very different in the way that I come across. And the message that he, that Philip delivers is different than my message, is different than Deborah's, and different than Elena's. But all of us had had to have formed habits and practice before we ever got on this podcast and were able to talk the way we were. Because I certainly, without practice and getting comfortable with podcasts, probably wouldn't even be talking as much as I am. So, you know, without these effective habits, without things like Philip's book or people like Philip offering their services, um, you know, I don't know how we move ourselves forward because to Deborah's point, it is the rhythm we need in our lives. So, of course. And I think that is a great topic um, and a great point to wrap up our conversation today about building th these effective habits. And before we go, I would love to give the opportunity to Philip to share with everyone where they can find you on social. I think we went over that a little at the beginning, but just to close out our conversation um, today. Yeah, best way to find me is either at my website, entrepreneurs.net, or on Instagram at Philip Sessions. Perfect. And thank you again for joining us for the podcast. And thank you to Justin and Deborah for being here today. I think our conversation will be really helpful uh, for the listeners to the podcast. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening in.